everyone. Mark Abrams here in a, in a tornado uh, tornado warning area of Philadelphia. We've had three of them in the last two hours. We've got Marshall Kaufman uh, in Reading, PA, and uh, and, and Dr. Andrew Foy in Parts Unknown. So, he, I don't know where you're at. Uh, Marshall, before we get started, how's, how's the weather over there? Uh, it's constantly raining, you know, so it's a lot of rain and uh, they're calling for the same thing that you're seeing, Mark. A lot of shutdowns so, and things of that sort. So if we hear any beeping noises in the background, I'm getting underneath my, my desk here. So, uh, um, <laughs> but so if, you see um, me, if you see me grab an umbrella, you know that it's starting to rain inside my house as well. And that's, that, that's, that's not good. So we're here to talk all things Kings boxing for the next 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. A lot has been going on the last couple months uh, with King's promotions, uh, Marshall and Andrew, a lot, just a lot of guys and girls in action over the last couple months. Most of the results have been pretty good, a couple not so good, and uh, we also a couple big dates coming up in September. So, Marshall, let's uh, start back. Obviously, the probably the biggest news the last couple months uh, was the, the terrible outcome in Minnesota that was handed to your welterweight Michael Fox uh, when he fought Gabriel Mastery back on uh, back at the, at the end of actually it was I think it was August seventh, right? I believe that fight was correct. Correct. So uh, we, we've had a month to digest that with everything in the fallout, and I know you've you know talked to the powers that be. Um, what's come out of that since uh, we me you and Michael last talked uh, the night of the fight? The last thing is you know we're still waiting in hopes that the Minnesota commission would reverse it to a uh, no contest. <clears throat> and uh, other than that, that's it. You know, they, they uh, enforced an immediate rematch, but I mean, who's really willing to pay for an immediate rematch, you know, so we're just uh, stuck and waiting to find out what's happening. Uh, there's been talks of possibly fighting San Jonas uh, and other people at that, in that weight division. So, uh, I think Mike has a great chance with any of those guys. Andrew, when you said we didn't have you on that night, so we did just got Michael and Marshall really quick. We didn't get your opinion when you first heard that decision on uh, August seventh. I know you were watching. Uh, what went through your mind? Well, I mean, I was I was shocked, and I thought it was a terrible decision. I thought Mike won the fight easily. So, I don't. I think I thought what everybody else thought, thought other than the uh, three, the three judges scoring the fight. A, a, a week previous to that uh, in Newark, New Jersey, uh, what was it? Was it wasn't a great night uh, for Kings Promotions that night as Michael Coffey and uh, James Martin uh, came up on the short ends of uh, nationally televised cards. Uh, you know, uh, again, we're a month away. Michael Coffey, uh, I'm sure you've had time to sit down, maybe uh, talk to him on the phone. And, uh, what's the plan now for Michael Coffey? Uh, is it something like maybe get him back on a few of these 2,300 kind of shows, maybe get confidence back up, or, or, or do you want to throw him right back into the heat of things? No, I mean, we've talked, and, and he has to go right back into the heat of things. He knows he's most likely going to have to go in as the B-side, and he's going to have to prove himself. And so, uh, you know, we don't have a lot of time to take the road that someone that's 23 years old might. Uh, so we just have to go back into the dog's pen, you know, or the lion's den, I should say, and just go out there and perform. And he has to perform at a different level again. 
How shocked, Andrew, were you? Uh, late replacement, Johnny Rice. We all had high. I mean, we still have high hopes. I mean, obviously, I, I'm not ready to, to 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 toss him away. Well, you know, his performance uh, that night, Andrew. Um, obviously, I was disappointed. You know, I I've kind of taken a bit of a different perspective on it, though, which is. Um, you know, instead of saying that Mike performed poorly, you know, I, I was very impressed by Johnny Rice. Um, he didn't seem like a 13 and six fighter. He seemed like somebody that could contend in the heavyweight division. Um, and he was just much better that night, you know, and um, I, I have to give I have to give him credit. I mean, he fought a heck of a fight. Mike did seem, you know, he did seem slow, um, but uh, you know, I got to give credit to um, to Johnny Rice. Marshall, I mean, I know you, you said a little bit, but what 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 do you say to to keep to keep a, a, a confidence level up on a Michael Coffee? I mean, I don't I don't know how much you can say uh, to keep the confidence up, except the fact that uh, hey, look. You know, you, you got to this level, you can get back there again, but you have to go out there and perform. You have to go out there and do what you did prior to that fight, and that's knock guys out and put on a, a spectacular performance, you know. Uh, and I think, the the of course, the Dormani Rock set that up for him, that fight set that up, but he has to go out there and do it again. And I think he still has the ability to compete with a lot of those top-level heavyweights I just think that Mike has to – this is my personal opinion. I'm not his trainer. But I think he, he needs to be down around 260. I think that extra 10 pounds would make a huge difference on, with him. Uh, a week before that, uh, Marshall, uh, King's Promotions was a lead promoter on a very, very nice showbox card uh, we, with the, you know some mixed results there. Uh, Martino Jules um, – did what we've been seeing on some of our local shows that, that you've been building him on. He uh, carried up, faced a, a tougher uh, opposition, and uh, re really performed that night and got the victory. Yes, he did. And, and I thought, you know, I was proud of him. And, and uh, you know, Andrews always thought very high, high of uh, Martino. He thought that Martino had the goods to compete with, you know, top-level guys. And, uh, and he showed it that night. And he went out there and did it. And uh, and performed at a higher level and, and did well. And then, of course, Boca Chica got a draw with Shenard Bunch, uh, which can't be upset about that because most people thought Boca Chica lost. Uh, and then Henderson just uh, came up short, hurt his shoulder in the fight. Uh, so we ended up 1-1-1 one, one, one that night, uh, which wasn't too bad for very competitive fights. But they all were 50-50 fights going into them. So uh, you can't feel too bad about that. But... Uh, it's when you uh, look at the week the week later that coffee. Of course, that was a huge disappointment. And then the other disappointment was James Martin, where I thought James Martin was going to at least make weight because I felt like he would beat Vito Melnicki all over again because styles make fights. And he hurt himself, in my opinion, because he came in four and a half pounds overweight and hurt himself by not allowing himself to get that rematch again. And then he ends up fighting Joey Spencer and. Uh, in a sense, almost saved the show. But uh, it, it, look, it is what it is. You have to move forward. Uh, I'm happy with James Martin that he showed that he's a true fighter and he'll fight guys that weigh five pounds heavier than him. It didn't matter. 
because uh, the bottom line was the better man was going to win that night regardless. Andrew, obviously we just rushed through the four or five results. What, what, what do you take out of some of those fights? So, I mean, first, you know, I was really happy with Martino's win. As Marshall said, I've been I've been huge on Martino for at least the last uh, two or three years saying, you know, I think he's one of the best prospects uh, in Pennsylvania. So that was a great win for us. Um, you know, as far as the Showbox card went, um, you know, the Boca Chica fight, uh, I think it was it was good that he got a draw. Definitely uh, could have gone to bunch. Um, and then, you know, the Calvin Henderson fight, I was actually really impressed with Calvin Henderson. Uh, sometimes, you know, you get more out of a, of a loss than a win. Steen is, a, is an excellent fighter. Um, and to see him compete as, as well as he did and for the fight to be as good as it was, I mean, it was a great fight, you know? I mean, you know, to me, it's not, you know, obviously it would have been better had it been a win, but I don't think he, um, he hurts himself too much with that, to be honest. And he, he should be able to carry a lot of confidence going forward. Well, I think we lost Marshall. There, there we go. I'm just, just getting a little worried here. We, like I said, we, we got the tornado warnings. I thought we may, maybe it blew you away or something. No, I actually was going to look for my KP hat, but I don't know. I think someone took it from me. Uh, uh, no wonder why. No wonder why my head's itching. Um, <laughs> another person who I know, Andrew, has been very high on. I'll let Andrew start with this: is a 130 pounder, Alicia Baumgartner, went down to Florida, got a big win down there. Uh, uh, Andrew, uh, like I said, I, I know you're you've you know since Kings Promotions has signed her. You've been very, uh, I don't want to say outspoken, but you, 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 you've been beating the drum a lot for Alicia. Yeah, I have. I mean, I think that she's one of the best female fighters in the world. Um, I think she has, uh, you know, as much talent as any female, and I think she has more power than anybody, pound for pound. Uh, and I, it was a great win for her. Unfortunately, I couldn't be there, but um, I wanted to, but... You know, the girl she fought only has two losses. One was to Michaela Mayer, and the other was a split decision to uh, Tiara Brown, who's a highly ranked uh, fighter in that division. And, um, I mean, it, it wasn't even a competitive fight. Alicia totally dominated it. Um, you know, I think we, Marshall and I would have both liked to see her stop her, um, but the girl's never been stopped. I mean, she's never even really been significantly hurt in a fight. And so... You know, I was impressed, um, I, and I think that she can do that to her. She can certainly beat Michaela Mayer, and that's the fight that we want. Um, and uh, I think the sky, sky's the limit uh, for Alicia. People have to remember, her, her only loss was a very controversial split decision to a two-time world champion who's two divisions higher, and, have, you know, Alicia was much younger. She was raw at that, at that point in her career, so... I still think she has the ability to be the best female boxer in the world. What, 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 I, I think I read something where, where Michaela may, may be fighting uh, on ESPN coming up soon. If not that, Marshall, what's the move? I saw Lisa, she was tweeting uh, the other night wanting to fight uh, Amanda Serrano, who's, I guess, going to stay featherweight for a little bit. I would admit, I mean, is, is, if, is that a possibility of featherweight or, or 130 is the limit for Alicia? I think, one, I think 130 is her limit. 
I think she loses too much to drop any to go any lighter. Uh, but the uh, uh, the uh, difference is that I mean I love to see her fight Amanda Serrano. Maybe maybe Amanda's willing to come up and we can make that happen on on the Triller card. You know, ultimately what it boils down to is uh, you know it's called prize fighting. What kind of prize can you get? You know, and so uh, that's where certain, there's only certain boxers, female boxers, that, pre, that that can bring that type of prize. And that's Amanda Serrano. That's Michaela Mayer. Uh, that's Katie Taylor. You know, there's only a few of them out there that can really bring the prize that's well worth it. And, and we want the prize. Also, uh, Atif Overton. Uh... I, I, he keeps rolling along. He seems to be moving pretty quick. You're fighting against, he, he's already fighting guys, pretty experienced guys. I mean, how, how, Marshall's a promoter. How do you gauge how fast you move them, pull them back? Because yeah, he's, he's always he's already fighting pretty experienced fighters. Yeah, I think, you know, with the teeth, it's a little different. I think you can move them a little faster uh, because of his amateur experience. And, and I believe that he has the goods to be yeah, I've never said this about anybody uh, this early in their career, but he definitely has the goods to be a world champion. And uh, but I think at the same time, even though we can say, okay, let's let's go in there and fight uh, Marcus Brown or people of that sort, you still also have to be careful and, and make sure that it's the right fight that makes the right sense, uh, because you know he's still he's still green in a sense when it comes to being a pro. You know, so they're getting ready for the eight round fights and the 10 round fights. That's that's a matter of growing into that. It's not so much that you can't handle it on the skill level, but uh, but it's when you get into the later rounds, we have to make those adjustments and things slow down a little bit. So uh, as we all know, Atif is high energy and, and, and full of energy, but uh, I think he has to learn to tone that down a little bit as he gets into the later rounds. Andrew, you want to put, put a bow on a team Overton? No, I agree with everything Marshall said. Um, I think he's almost definitely that he's going to be a world champion. One more uh, quick result. Uh, Marshall is in Las Vegas for the big Manny Pacquiao, your Dennis Ugas fight. And uh, fight on the uh, Fox portion of the show early in the afternoon was the, the big heavyweight, Stephen Torres, scored a, another first-round knockout um, he got a lot of good reviews on the broadcast. And, uh, you know, again, he may be a guy opposite, in my opinion, of like Oberson. He's a guy you can take your time and move. And, you know, by, by the time he matures and, 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 you know, you get him the right fights, he'll be, he'll be ready for, for those big opportunities. He's got the size and it looks like some, some pretty good raw ability, Marshall. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you have to take your, you have to take your time with Steven. Uh, he's not, doesn't have a big amateur background. Uh, he doesn't have, uh, he's based out of Reading, PA, so he doesn't have the sparring of a, being like in the city of Philadelphia or whatnot. Uh, so he's still learning. Uh, he doesn't have the uh, experienced uh, trainers in the corner yet. So there's a whole lot of learning curves that, that are going to take place with him. <clears throat> but uh, he has the size, he has the youth. And so that, that alone spells, uh, Dollar signs. It's dollar signs written all over it. He's a heavyweight, so you you know being six foot seven and a half, six eight somewhere around there, and, and having the size and and whatnot. And he's got he's got decent hand speed and decent pop. Uh, I was actually surprised that he knocked the guy out in the first round. I thought he would get 
you know, three, four rounds out of it, but he got the guy out of there just with a, about a, a, probably threw 20 right hands at the guy, you know? So, uh, so, so I was surprised with the fight, but, you know, now seeing that we're going to have to take another step up a little bit more. And, and, and you were with him all, all week there in Las Vegas. Talk about what the experience of being around a big fight, big pay-per-view attraction, you know, big pay-per-view fight, where you know he he got to take in all the bells and whistles of that. That 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 also is a great learning experience that he can you know kind of take in you know take throughout the rest of his career. Oh yeah, no, he he lives for that. He really does. I, I was almost to the point where <clears throat> there was times where I got a little irritated because he was so into the cameras, into the interviews, into. And I was like, hold on, wait, it's about fighting. Let's go win the fight. Uh, but he's really into all that. And he and he talks well. People love him. He's uh, very uh, people-friendly. And so uh, that came off very good for him, and it was a great experience for him. And I think he's uh, he's built for that type of stage. And, and Andrew, uh, one thing uh, that obviously we know that he has, obviously his story is he was 400 and something pounds, and he got into this to lose weight. Discipline of a fighter. And obviously, the discipline is there. What are your thoughts on him coming? Uh, you know, th- how much is that going to help him moving forward, Andrew? And Andrew, um, I certainly don't think it's going to hurt him. Um, you know, it says a lot for him. Um, but in and of itself, losing weight's not the same as having boxing ability. So I think we need to see how he continues to uh, progress. Um, and I mean, he's been a he's he's done fantastic so far, um, and that was, that was a nice win for him. Uh, just about all those fighters that we mentioned have been built on the quote local shows. Marshall has been running shows, twenty three hundred arena in Reading, here, there, everywhere. And the importance of that, uh, before we, uh, I'm do, just going to segue into what's going on on uh, se- September 10th, um, the, 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 the importance of that, Marshall, for some of these kids to have, you know, to be groomed o- on that level to get them ready for the big stage, Mar- Marshall, talk about that. So, you know, uh, like for guys that like, even like Steven uh, Torres or uh, guys like who we have on the card on the 10th, Julian Gonzalez, uh, Quadir Albright. Those are guys that are, are uh, smaller weight classes, more competition, uh, different types of level fighters where you have to, you have to groom them. Sort of like what I did with Kermit Cintron, you know, um, you have to, you have to put the right fights in front of them and you have to, build them up and you have to take one step at a time as you're getting to the second floor. Uh, and so I think that uh, that's, that's the, the grooming experience that we've done with those guys. And, and, and I do it with, I've done it with a lot of the guys I did it with Rice and lean, let's say, who, as I seen Rice perform at the level he was performing at, I knew that it was the time for Rice and lean to step up, you know, and he stepped up and, and, and showed up on top of that. So I think as you see these guys grow in their in their process, guys like even I'll, I'll go as far as somebody like Keishon Hutchinson, who's now won six fights in a row. You know, uh, you see that that progression. You see him getting better. You see him getting more confident. Uh, especially a guy that had four or five losses, and you wonder 
Like, can you really rebuild them? Can you really build that confidence up again? And that's the hardest thing to try to rebuild in a fighter is their confidence more than anything, more than their skill level, but it's the confidence uh, going into the fight, going into their believing in their team and everything else. And uh, so when you see that take place, it's it's, it's really good and it, and it's and it feels as though it's uh, rewarding as well. Uh, so when I see that, like even like I'm trying to think of who else is on the card, but like Julian Gonzalez, of uh, one individual, this would be his fourth fight in three months. Uh, and so you see the progression. Now I thought I got somebody for him that his last fight, he went to distance. So it's going to be a little bit more challenging for Julian. But I believe that Julian is going to uh, uh, come out with flying colors and, and, and grow from the fight and, and look spectacular on top of that. But uh, when you see guys like that, you build them up. I mean, look, I've done it with Kermit Cintron, I've done it with Travis Kaufman, I've done it with Keenan Collins, I've done it with a, a number of different fighters that I've worked with throughout the years just by doing local pr uh, promotions. Well, and so it's 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 rewarding. Well, the, the thing is, and I, I want to ask Andrew, who's you know a former local sh uh, show promoter with Titans Promotions, as I look down my down my show notes, Michael say it's it's like the minor leagues of of baseball. You know, I mean, it's it's different in boxing because, you know, in baseball, you don't have the minor leagues mixed with with the pro leagues, but they're still all professionals. They're just professionals at a different level. And, and I think, you know, the importance of these club shows is is huge for these for de for developing these fighters. Um, and and, you know, sometimes the main events and whatnot at the club shows are are the are my favorite fights uh, in a lot of cases because it might occasionally be guys that are never going to get to that national stage, but you know, they're fighting their guts out and that's, um, that's, that's their life right there. It's, and, um, so I love the club shows, you know, one of the reasons that I, that I joined with Kings is because I think Marshall always did such a good job with him. You know, we always had a very similar mindset <laughs> when to putting on quality shows. And, um, so, so that was a natural fit, but it's, it's been great with Kings you know, having the ability to obviously broaden my reach and, and experience and learning, you know, at, at the highest level of the sport, you know, and seeing and seeing it from the from the bottom all the way to the top. So that's a really, you know, cool thing. And we'll get to Reese in a minute, but I think one of the coolest things, and, you know, Marshall obviously, you know, responsible for this, he signs a kid out of Michigan, uh, Ray Salim, who's fighting out of Vegas now. Well, I mean, he's probably the third fight of the night on the first show that you probably had him in. And now he might be the best 122 pounder in the world. So I mean, I mean, how? I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, how like, gratifying for you, Marshall? Is it? You know, obviously the kid has talent, but it, it, it you know, it took some of the some of the you know, quote off Broadway fights to get him to 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 develop it into that you know that level. Yeah, no, definitely without doubt. I mean, it's gratifying without. I mean, without doubt, it's uh, it's a great feeling. <clears throat> and when you can see that take place, uh, it's uh, it's definitely satisfying. I mean, I, uh, I you know, I've, I've seen it happen before. Like I've mentioned Kermit Cintron's name a couple times already. Uh, but, you know, like Raiz Salim, I, I, I definitely feel as though he's the best 122-pounder in the world. And the 122-pound, a loaded division. I mean, it really is. I mean, just with the guy he's fighting coming up, you know, I mean, has an impressive record. Then you got you know, Stephen Fulton, who's a, another real dog in the, in the 122-pound division, you know, 
and Brandon Figueroa and you name it, the list goes on. Danny Roman, you know, there's there's a lot of tough competitors there in that division. And so, uh, but I think that, you know, I think we are fortunate enough that I believe, I truly believe in my heart that we have the best 122 pounder in the world. I and really just, do. And it, so I just want to, want to close the door on the, on the local show thing. I, I was um, going through my balance sheets and we did a show at Harris and Chester several years ago. Stephen Fulton, Caleb Plant, Jarrett Hurd, all on the car. So you have two unified world champions and a guy who's probably going to fight in the biggest fight of 2000, uh, one of the biggest fights of 2021, all on one card at Harris, a little ballroom in, in Chester, Pennsylvania. Uh, so it was Caleb Plant, Stephen Fulton, and who else was it? Jarrett Hurd. And Jarrett Hurd, right? Also, if you look on that card, there was probably uh... – who else was on there? I, I wonder if Kalnacki was on that card. No, Kalnacki was on a different card. Okay, but Kalnacki fought as well. yeah. yeah. But, but, but my point so, being, two guys who are unified world champions and Fulton, or, or he's fighting for a unified world championship, and right. Hurd was a unified world champion. Plant, who is a world champion, who's going to be fighting Canelo in, in, in two months. So. The, biggest, the biggest fight in 2021, like you said. Yeah. Uh, when you have him going up against, you know, ultimately the the pound for pound best fighter in the world, you know, in in Canelo. So uh, yeah, no, it's pretty impressive. It's it's it feels good. You know, I sat with Canelo. I mean Canelo. I sat with Caleb Plant at the uh, Pacquiao fight, and we talked about those days. We talked about the days of when he fought at the Sands Casino, when he fought yeah. at Harris, and you know, after after each fight, he would come up to me and say, "How how did I do? What, what do you think?" He, I did, he did the same on? thing to me. Yeah, and, uh, because he would always question it because, uh, God rest his soul, Todd Harlow, who was like, uh, he was his cup man, but he was really like a manager to him and a father figure. Uh, Todd Harlow would always get on his case, like real bad, you know, because he wanted better for him. And uh, and so I never forget that, you know, but uh, he was, uh, it was funny, we were talking about that last week while we were in Vegas. Well, you, we touched on it for a second before, but we're back in action on Friday night, September 10th at the 2300 Arena with a pack card. You mentioned a couple of the guys. Couple of guys uh, uh, Kadir Albright, and uh, you mentioned a couple of those. Uh-oh. Uh, every time you freeze, I think the tornado is... I was getting a phone call, so I had to ignore it. There, there you go. So, so uh, I don't know if you guys want to switch off. I mean, maybe we'll start with the uh, with Andrew. Uh, what are your th- what are your early thoughts on this 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 great night of boxing on September the tenth? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, like I mentioned, I love the club shows. Um, they're some of my favorite favorite things. Um, shaping up to be a nice card. Um, we got a lot of uh, our great local fighters in action. Um, really looking forward to seeing Kadir Albright back in the ring. Um, Julian Gonzalez, both of them, uh, you know, nice fights for them. We got Kashan Hutchison back. Um, and it's the return of Christian Cardo. So who, uh, who doesn't want to see that? You know, it's amazing. You, you mentioned all this stuff and how Marshall break this down. Yeah, you mentioned the main event, Greg Outlaw and Edgar Torres. Uh, Mar- Marshall, uh, like I said, we, we talked about almost everything. I mean, that just shows you how deep the card is because, you know, you've mentioned six or seven guys before we even got to the main event. What are your, what are your thoughts? Uh, break down uh, Torres and, and Greg Outlaw. Well, you know, it's, it's you know, uh, 
Greg Outlaw came off of his first loss ever, last fight in June, and so did Torres. So uh, it, it makes for a perfect match. They're both from the DMV area. Uh, the difference is Torres is the natural bigger guy. Uh, Torres usually fighting at 47 uh, to 54, and Greg Outlaw usually fighting at 40 is now moving up to 47 for this challenge. So I think it makes for a great fight. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think uh, Keishon Hutchinson caught Torres off guard the last time just by jumping right on him. You figure Torres didn't fight for like four years prior to that. And so I think he's ready to get back out there and, and uh, make a statement. So I think that's going to be a pretty intriguing fight. You got two guys who are eight and one. And the reason why I say it's intriguing is because more so because of Outlaw coming off of his first loss ever and now moving up in weight. So I think it's going to be a very interesting fight. Uh, and then, of course, like, like Andrew mentioned, we got Christian Cardo, who's in the uh, co-feature, which is going to just be phenomenal. I mean, who doesn't want to see Christian Cardo fight again? Uh, I think everybody, not only in the Philadelphia area, but everybody in boxing was not only upset, but a little stunned at what happened to him three years ago. So, uh, you know, who, who doesn't root for a kid like that? I mean, a kid that just comes from a great family. They're good people. I mean, you can be on the phone with them and just talk you know, about anything, about any sports, about life in general. Uh, it's not always about boxing. And they're just they're a great family to be around. And so I'm hoping that we can uh, work together more often moving forward. And I think the kid, that uh, he still has a great future ahead of him. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then, like uh, Andrew had mentioned, we got Keyshawn Hutchinson, who's fighting Andre Bird. Andre Bird's one of those type of stinkers who uh, can come in and spoil you. You know, he can beat it, he can upset an undefeated guy. You know, so <clears throat> that's going to be a pretty interesting fight. Uh, I'm trying to think who else we have in there as a six rounder, uh, as well my, as my mind's uh, going here because I don't have my bow sheet in front of me. But then we got the Julian Gonzalez fight. Uh, against Ronnie Arano, uh, which is going to be a good fight. And then uh, uh, Arano just uh, made his pro debut two weeks ago in Harrisburg, a uh, very aggressive, come-forward type guy. Uh, and so that's going to be uh, a nice challenge for Julian. And then we got, uh, I think, uh, Quadir Albright's going to be in with his biggest challenge as well with a kid named uh, Humberto Camarina, who, is, uh, who has an, you know, got about 40 amateur fights, uh, he's making his pro debut, but it's going to be a little, a uh, little bit more challenging for Quadir as well. Um, who else do we have? And uh, we, we have, have we have uh, Elijah Morales in a yes. six round fight about yeah, as well. Elijah, Elijah Morales in a six round fight, and he's against, he's he's a major ticket seller. Elijah Morales, yes, he is. And you know, unfortunately, because it's a Friday night, a couple guys are struggling with ticket sales, but I think it's all going to work out uh, in the end. Elijah does, and, you know, I'm working with Elijah now as well. Uh, we didn't officially sign anything yet, but um, I'm looking forward to what Elijah can do. He's eventually going to move down to 140 because he's not, he's not very big. He's not very big at 147. Uh, so he's eventually going to do that. Uh, and then we're trying to match up Kenny Robles on the card as well. Uh, and then we have uh, a female bout, which is going to be pretty intriguing. Uh, this girl has... Uh, not only does she have power and boxing ability, but she has the looks to go with it, where she can be very marketable, like an Alicia Baumgartner. Leanna Cruz. Yeah. I actually saw her in the gym a few weeks back. Uh, Did you really? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah she's pretty. Uh, she she can rumble. Yes. You know? 
So, so it's going to be. She's an athlete. Realistic. She's an. I believe she's a former basketball player. So there, there's, athletic, there's athletic ability there. And I'm, I'm looking down the, the sheet here. Uh, I'm always intrigued when, when, when the out of towners are coming. You have a one and old kid who I believe is managed by the same people who manage Martino Jules, named Bilal Quintine. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Yes, and we're we're still trying to find a fight for him as well. Uh, so those are the only two fights that aren't matched up yet is Kenny Robles and him. Uh, but he's about six foot two, uh, 160 pounds, 56 to 60. And uh, so we're just trying to see uh, what he has and what he can bring to the table as well. How do people get tickets for this great night of boxing? They can call me at 610-587-5950. There you go. And then I guess we'll wrap it up. We've, we've talked about a few times during this little uh, get-together here. Maybe the best 122-pounder in the world, Raiz Salim, back on Showtime on September 18th. Take on Eduardo Baez, who's, uh, I believe, about 18-1 and one, or 18-1-1. 19-1. 19-1. Uh, yes. uh, so talk about that. There are, there are rumors of other opponents, but Eduardo Baez is going to be the man who's uh, – um, Across the ring from Raisa Lima on September 18th, live on Showtime. Correct. Yeah. No. Look, it's 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 not a a walk in the park fight. It's a, it's a tough fight. Baez looked very very good uh, when I seen him on Ring uh, TV uh, when he fought in the ring, uh, which was a couple months back in Puerto Rico. Uh, so he has the skills. He has uh, decent hand speed uh, right there in front of you. So it's going to be it's going to be a good fight, and uh, I don't think Baez is as good as Danny Roman, but you know we'll see we'll see come uh, the 18th, and I think uh, Raiz is going to have to step up to the plate like he ha always has since you know look Raiz is one guy that's stepped up not only has stepped up and won but stepped up and knocked everybody out. So uh, he's a, he's a big puncher, and, and I think uh, like I said he reminds me so much of a uh, younger version of Pacquiao. Because of how he moves his feet, and because he can punch, and he's a little unorthodox by being in and out. Uh, Andrew, what do you expect now, Raiz, on September 18th? Well, I have to say, I disagree with Marshall with the Pacquiao comparison because I never thought Pacquiao had very good feet. Uh, I, he reminds me a lot more of a Vasily Lomachenko with his style because his feet are so good. Uh, I mean, I think Raiz is the best 122 pounder uh, in the world, and um, yeah, I mean, when he steps up, he steps up big. I mean, what he did to Victor Padilla in his last fight, um, I don't think there's anybody that, that he can't beat. Marshall, a lot of people thought, especially after the last fight, that this fight would be the world title fight. How do you, you know, obviously his trainers, I'm sure you all have a word with them, not to get the, the look ahead. You know, he's got a live guy in front of you, like you said, because the next fight, should he win and look as good as I believe we all think it would, probably is going to be a real major, major opportunity. How does a fighter, and you've been around fighters your whole life, how do you keep them focused on what might you know be next rather than what, you know, you, you want him to concentrate on what's in front? I mean, you know, it's, it's a challenge, Mark. I mean, it's a challenge for us. You know, I mean, we go out to dinner and we're thinking about dessert. <laughs> so... It's it's a challenge, you know. It's uh, so I think uh, I, I think that's what separates the good from the great. The ones that can just do that, they can keep their mind focused on who's in front of them and uh, the net the next task at hand. 
So uh, that's that's what Raiz does. I think he he has that in the back of his mind, even though he wants to fight Fulton, he wants to fight uh, Figueroa, he wants to fight Roman, he wants to fight MJ, uh, he wants to fight the best, you know. And so uh, I think that's just something that he knows that it's one one fight at a time, uh, and he's uh, has to get Brand has to get uh, Eduardo uh, Baez out of the way first. Guys, who do you you mentioned the main event, Figueroa and Fulton? Who who do you guys like in that fight? I like Fulton. Andrew? Yeah, I'd go with Fulton. You see the two winners on September 18th, maybe getting on early in 2022. Yeah, I would hope so. You know, of course that's all up to Al Heyman and and, and what he wants to put together. Uh but you know, who knows whether Fulton's willing to step in there or not. Uh I think Fulton's on the same page as, as Aleem. They want MJ. They want the one who's ever going to bring the most money. And, and that's what it happens with these fighters. They want the prize. You know, they get to a point that uh, real fighters, uh, they want to fight the best. And knowing that what comes, the, the rewards that come with fighting the best is the big prize, <laughs> the financial prize. You know, I mean, look at Caleb Plant. I think it's reported he's, Supposed to be making ten million for that fight. That's what I'm reading. Ten real, you know. It, yeah, I mean, but the thing is, you know how they set these things up. I mean, you got two two hundred twenty-two pound fights on the same card. Uh, I don't think it's just coincidence. No, I don't know what it is. Do you know who the opener is for that night? On September eighteenth. Yes. I think they're always showing two fights that night because they're also doing Bellator that night as well. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't I, aware I, of that. I, I, I think possibly I, I may. Uh, we may have to put Andrew on a scouting thing here. So we got. We have the. Um, get the comments coming in. Got a guy here, Joshua R. Say he would like to fight. Say from Camden, New Jersey. Now here's the thing. He's got backyard fights on YouTube, and here's how you can find them. So uh, Andrew, I'm putting you on a scouting mission tonight. Uh, you can look them up on YouTube, Hurricane versus Black Mamba, doing backyard boxing fights. Hey, you never know where you're going to find talent, right, Marshall? You're right. You never <laughs> know. So he wants to, he wants to fight? He right. You have, he to ask him what, you have to ask him what his weight class is, Mark. Well, if he's still watching. He just said 190. 190. Okay. There yeah, the perfect fight for him. But he but, said he'll but, fight at 168. 168. <laughs> He's 190, but if I is 68, okay. Let's see if he can make weight for Bilal. There you go. Start counting weight. Well, so so more. Uh, so I, I think that's Andrew's job tonight to find this guy on YouTube. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, that there you have it. You got a lot of people chiming in. Uh, just very informative. Obviously, King's Promotions is just nonstop with with King's Promotions, whether it's on. We we just mentioned Showtime. We mentioned Fox. We mentioned uh, the, the show come up September tenth. I mean, what else? Is it, is it? Let me ask you this: or is there any any little thing that maybe you can tell us out there that maybe the world doesn't there's know? Going, there's going to be a huge look. I haven't even told Andrew about this. There's going to be a huge signing uh, that's going to be public in about the next month. Uh, and I mean, the huge, probably the biggest signing that we've ever had. Um, and it's brought to us by Trifon. Uh, Trifon's a big reason for that. Uh, also, another guy that's involved is a guy named Oscar uh, uh, Velasquez, Oscar Vasquez, 
who was the father of Damian Vasquez, the mm -hmm. fighter. Uh, so there's going to be something big to announce soon. Uh, I'll I can't wait to write it. That. I can't talk about it now, but it's, it's going to be huge. I mean, it really is. Well, once you said huge sign, I thought maybe Joel Embiid, but he just signed. He just signed the extension with the Sixers. I wish seven. I had his. I wish I wish I I had his contract. He, he's yeah. he's he's seven two. The, the, uh, our man, our man, uh, our backyard guy says, "Check me out. I need the money." He has three kids. Well, at least, uh, at least we'll make make one sixty eight for next week. You can fight. <laughs> Andrew, you got any final comments about uh, what's going on? The, just just nonstop with King's promotions. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun right now. It's a good time, uh, and I think we we have uh, three, two more shows booked after this one. Uh, still for Philadelphia left this year. So, you know, hopefully things don't close up again soon um, and we just keep rolling. Yeah, we'll be back November 20th at the 2300 Arena. Wow, okay. A little, little pre-Thanksgiving feast, I, I, we should call it. Exactly, exactly. Because I, hey, I don't hey, know hey. What, what day Thanksgiving falls on this year. It's either the 23rd Thanksgiving's or the 28th. A, I think it's the 25th. Yes. This is the 25th? Okay. Fourth, 11th, yeah, in the 25th. So, yeah, okay. so that's, uh, so that's, uh, that, that's, uh, anything, anything else, Marshall? Anything you want to tell the fans? And what's that phone number again for tickets for Friday night, September 10th, 2300 Six one, Arena? 610-587-5950. Get your there tickets. You, there's, not, there's not many of them left. There you have it. Well, there you go. We had a pretty big audience here tonight, I guess. Just a lot of the people on the East Coast are sitting in because of this uh, tornado and rain and just uh, which, is, which is which is good. What, yeah, how we, many? How big of an audience do we have? Three people? No, we, <laughs> no. We, I'll get I get the reports like a few couple hours after this is over. But it, it was everybody. It was everybody that I said I'll give five dollars if they watch. No, I know. that means I get to stay here for five hours. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, but no, there's gonna be there's gonna be a huge signing very soon and. And everyone will be excited about it. And uh, and like I said, keep your eyes open for those young guys. Look, I mean, uh, Atif Overton is the one that's going to uh, rise uh, quickly. And uh, I, I can really see Atif fighting for a world championship within this 10th fight. You're putting in a lot of miles the last month, month and a half, huh? Yes, I'm, I'm exhausted. Are you, are you you close to getting uh, the first class? Uh, are you getting, getting upgrades and stuff or what? Mark, I've been there. Oh, you are okay. I don't. Sorry, I, well, you know what? I forgot. You, you, you. I have you, over. I have one hundred twenty thousand miles flown so far this year. Andrew, I forgot he has homes in other parts of the country. So I forgot he travels. <laughs> yeah, right. I, 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 I forgot that. So, well, that's it. Andrew Floyd, Marshall Coffin. We'll be doing a lot of streaming next week. We'll get some fighters on. Me and Andrew maybe do a little weigh-in show uh, at the weigh-in and. Uh, we're going to pump up this great night of boxing on Friday night, September 10th. The next week on Showtime, Saturday night, September 18th, Raiz Salim against Eduardo Baez. Thank you very much, and uh, we will talk to you uh, probably next week. Thank you. Thank you.